Welcome to Destination Lavender, a podcast all about healing and self-discovery after getting sober. My name is Guiana, and each episode I'll be sharing my personal adventures, tips, triumphs, and lessons that have helped me to better navigate and thrive in sobriety. Today is Destination Lavender's 20th episode called The Layers of Community. Let's get into it. All right, y'all, I am back after a couple of weeks off. If you have been following me on um, Instagram and Facebook under Destination Lavender, you'll know that I purposely took off a couple of weeks because I have multiple creative things that I um, had to put to the wayside to kick off this podcast. Um, And I've been going strong for a solid four months and just getting a better balance on things. So... As a result, I'll be cranking out at least two episodes per month, even in five-week months, um, until further notice, and um, they'll be at least two weeks apart per episode. So just stand by for that shift. Um, By the time you get this episode, it should be June 1st, Um, so you'll know to expect episode 21 two weeks after that. So let's get into it. We're talking about community today. on my YouTube, um, my main YouTube under Guiana, I, um, before this podcast got started, I was doing um, videos about uh, certain topics. I was calling them concept videos, and um, I did cover community at one point, um, but I think that the focus was pretty centered around sobriety, and I did mention um, how to make friends through like certain apps and things of that nature. Um, this episode is going to be kind of an extension of that, but it kind of goes into some other aspects of community that I don't really feel like I mentioned last time. And, um, just based off of also some recent experiences that I've had, um, with people in my community, um, that I really thought were, would be helpful to share. So I just have more to add on this subject of community. So we're going to dive right into it with that in mind. Um, I've got six things that I want to share, um, that I feel like will be helpful, um, in building community or rather the benefits of community, um, which will hopefully inspire you to dive into your community even deeper, or maybe you'll be curious about cultivating a community, uh, a nurturing community around you, um, after you hear this list. So the first one is... One of the things that happens when you find community and typically I feel like the most like common thing that people look for in community is they want people around them um, to be a part of or connect over what they have in common. So like if you're going to AA, you're going to a space, a safe space where people can, you can hear people share their stories about either struggling with sobriety or how they continue to stay sober um, despite the struggle of doing so. Um, If you, you know, want to connect with a group of creatives and when you get together, you brainstorm and come up with ideas for projects and things of that nature. Um, Maybe um, you work in some area of business and you want to get together with more like-minded entrepreneurs it could be, you know, various needs, but I think that the the number one is 
the things that you have in common are one of the benefits that you can get from community. Um, and in creating that kind of a connection with other people, you get to share your similar experiences, you get to bond over that, and you get to be reminded that you're not alone um, in maybe some of the struggles that you have or even some of the successes that you've had in whatever the area is. Um, and in the case of the struggles that you have, you get to find out that other people struggle in similar ways, that you're not uncommon, um, and that you're not defective, that it's a very human, very natural thing that you're experiencing on, you know, the journey of whatever the process is, if it's getting sober, if it's building a business, you get to share with other people, um, the commonality of those experiences and so I feel like it makes it easier to process them and not be so hard on yourself and it also can be a breeding ground for hope to move forward so that's number one the things you have in common is what community is good for number two um, is the opposite of that which is the things that you don't have in common the things that you can learn from other people it kind of creates an opportunity to expand your mind expand your horizons um, you can gain new insight on how to do something that you didn't know how to do before or maybe something that you were struggling to do well or maybe you've hit a wall with a certain thing um, maybe you hold a certain belief about something and being a part of a community a safe community mind you um, with open minds and mutual respect for everybody involved is you might have a shift in your perspective based upon hearing somebody else somebody else's experience or you know about their life or about how they might feel about a, a particular topic and it might completely change you in a good way and you might walk away um with just a new perspective of, of a certain thing which is cool because i think that life is about evolving and and growth and moving forward not in the sense that we can't ever be happy or content with what we have, but we are growing beings. And I, I really do connect with that um, metaphor of being like, you know, in nature, like when things don't grow, they die. And so I really feel like that's true for human beings since we're, we're not infinite. Our bodies at least are not. Um... So, you know, I feel like we have no choice but to grow. And so it's, it's, I think it's helpful when you can be around people who can challenge you in positive ways, not people who are trying to have a power struggle over you or, um, who want to argue with you for the sake of arguing, but people who genuinely are trying to move the needle forward in a healthy and productive way. I think that that's necessary. Um, and yeah, like you're always going to meet somebody who has different skills than you, who's, who um, thrives in an area that perhaps you don't thrive in, and that presents an opportunity for you to learn from them. And then on the flip side, there's that means that there's also an area that you thrive in that they might not be as good at, and you can also like teach them some things. They can learn from you as well. Um, for example, I really am still struggling with this stick shift. Um I'm kind of regretting it every day that I that this is my car and this is how I have to get around. Um, I have friends who know how to drive a stick shift. Um, so it would be wise of me to get together with one of them, like probably this week, <laughs> and be like, let's just have like a day, like an afternoon, like an hour of just driving around town and you being there and helping me. <laughs> 
that's what that's for. Anyway, so that's, you know, on, on, along the lines of, of being shown how to do something, uh, reaching out for help is later down the list. So I won't dig too far into that, but, um, it's good to have people who can help you to sharpen a skill that you, um, are struggling with. Um, so that's number two. Number three is collaboration. Collaboration can be so many different things. It can be creative projects. It can be potential business ideas. Um, everybody, like I just mentioned, has different skills that they bring to the table. And so, um, it doesn't always have to be a creative project or a business idea. It can be something as simple as collaborating on a lunch and, one person will bring the dessert and one person will bring the vegetables and one person will bring all of the, the cutlery. Uh, one person will bring the drinks like, um, and that can be literal, like for literally food <laughs> and just breaking bread together with, with your community. Or it can be a metaphor for just the reality that people do in fact have different strengths. And when you get together, it's cool to, to see what can unfold when you all kind of go in on one idea or one plan to kind of connect and spend more time together, um, what you can come up with in a collaborative way. Um, you can also collaborate and problem solve uh, how to get out of a situation that's maybe not positive. Like maybe if you have a flat tire, you get to collaborate <laughs> as to how you're going to get that fixed. Maybe one person in the group is really like actually knows how to change a tire and can, can instruct the other people on how to, to assist with that. Um, uh, you know, like there's, there's all types of, uh, forms of collaboration. And so that for me is number three. I think that's super helpful. Um, an example, I mean, there's lots of examples, but, um, yeah, just for me, I think one that I'm getting more comfortable with is creative collaboration. I struggle sometimes collaborating with people because when I create art, it's so personal and I, I, I just get anxious when I think about sharing that with somebody or trying to present ideas to another person and the anxiety that they might not like my ideas or I might not like their ideas or that we might not be compatible creatively. Like there's a lot of like anxiety that I hold in, in that space of collaboration with people, but I'm actually just getting into a place where I'm, I'm wanting to, to do that more. And, um, a perfect example is, um, I was, uh, I went to a friend's birthday party the other day and these particular friends of mine are known for just every time there's a gathering at their house, it's just the most, it's just the most beautiful, the most nurturing, the most healing experience. And they know who they are. Cause I, I gush, uh, all the time about how great a time I have there and, and how restorative it is to be in their presence whenever I am. We don't see each other like super, super often. But yeah, I went to this birthday party and as per usual, there was recorded music, there was live music because they're musicians and writers and, you know, painters and poets and, um, yeah, it was, it was just beautiful being there and I got to witness the collaboration that they made, you know, like they had to, you know, get the food together and 
and figure out who they were going to invite and figure out who was going to be, you know, the, the, the main house band of the, of the party situation and, and kind of cultivate a space where people would want to come up and, and, you know, spit something on the mic if they felt moved to do so. And, and to me, that's just one example of collaboration going really well. Um, and yeah, so that's number three. Number four, um, is I really feel that community is, it can look like a lot of different things and it can be a combination of old friends, new friends, business partners, trusted associates and family members, which can be blood relatives and non-blood relatives. Cause sometimes let's just keep it real. Sometimes you meet people in life who end up becoming more like your family than the people who are actually in your bloodline. Um, it's sad, but it's also true. And it's also like a godsend. I think that if you have a broken relationship with your family and for whatever reason, it's difficult to mend those relationships. It's cool that like you can end up, there's a potential there to have those kinds of tight knit bonds with people who are not your blood family, but end up becoming your family. Like, I think that's such a huge blessing. Um, so yeah, I think it's about community is about also just shifting what community looks like, um, in our minds and being open to it, not looking like one designated group, like community, not just being family members or community, not just being business partners or community, not just being my recovery community, community, you know, um, can serve various different purposes. Like there can be people who I talk to about recovery. There can be people who I talk to about LGBTQIA plus stuff. There can be people who I talk to about God and there can be people who I talk to about business and those areas can absolutely intersect. Um, so yeah, that's number four is just to keep your mind open to what community can look like if you don't already consider community to be the, the, the types that I have listed. Um, and I would say be open to new people coming into your community. Like, obviously you want to like be wise and, and vet people and, and feel them out and ne not necessarily dive in head first or anything. I mean, depending on who you are, because I'm kind of a dive in head first kind of person, head first kind of person. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that if we're open-minded, we, you never know, like you might get a pleasant surprise of meeting somebody new. Um, and you might elevate each other's lives in a way that you couldn't have anticipated had your mind been closed. Um, so that's number four. Uh, number five is the help that I mentioned in, I think number two, um, that you can get from each other when you are in active community. Um, I don't know if you struggle with asking for help. I definitely do. Um, you never know. Like sometimes it can look like giving a person a ride to like, a, to, to an AA meeting or giving them a ride to a gig or giving them a ride, like, uh, to a mutual hang, like a carpool situation. It can look like breaking bread, like making a meal for a friend who's maybe going through a hard time. Um, it can look like, you know, somebody holding space for you when you give them a call and you let them know that you're having a hard time and you just need a safe space to just vent your emotions without 
any judgment or any input or any effort on their part to try to fix or problem solve for you. You just need them to listen and just hold space. That can look like help. Um, it can be you just encouraging somebody with your words um, and just kind of reminding them that they're a badass and in their moment of need. Um, and I think that's another cool thing about community is like the closer you get to people, the more likely it will be that you can sense when something is off, when something is wrong, when they're not feeling at their best. And, and hopefully if you're intuitive enough and, and you can kind of tap in, or hopefully if they're intuitive enough and they can tap into when you're off, uh, feeling off, then you can like encourage each other without the person having to say anything. Like, obviously it's important to state your needs as a person because people are not mind readers, but I think another side of community that's cool is if we are, if we allow ourselves to let down our guards and be close enough in certain aspects, I think that it makes it easier for people to at least ask, at least do a check-in and be like, are you good? Are you okay? Da, da, da. Um, so that's super, that's super cool. Um, people you can help when need, when needed and vice versa is number five. And number six is that community refreshes and inspires. It pulls us out of isolation and into shared safe spaces to connect. Um, this kind of, taps on what I mentioned earlier about collaboration. Um, but when I was at that party the other night, I, I did feel inspired. I felt refreshed. Um, I guess felt like, like fortunate to, to witness, <laughs> to be able to continuously witness the kind of, um, gatherings that, that my friends throw at their place. Like they always make it so warm and welcoming and their, their home is decorated also so beautiful and so artistically um, that there's just a lot of, there's a lot of good intake for the senses when I'm there. It's visually stimulating. The food is always good. The music that they play, either their playlist is always filled with like dope, diverse music. Um, a lot of it I've not heard before and I'm just like, yes, this is amazing. What is this? Um, or we end up playing music or we end up like jamming and harmonizing or freestyling at the end of the night, people were sharing some original unreleased tracks that I quickly got obsessed with and just felt grateful that I know people who just make such beautiful art and that they're contributing to the world. Um, I undoubtedly run into familiar faces that I've seen at prior events that they've thrown at their house as well as meet new people, the vibes are always positive. So while I won't take away from the need to be in one's own company and just unwind and just shake off the dirt and the dust and just have an opportunity to just be real and raw and honest with myself about what I need in that moment to recharge, it's also super refreshing and inspiring and uplifting to be around people who are creating and who are full of life and who are um, just creating space to bring people together to have a good time. And in this particular instance, it was in celebration of one of my friends. And the last time we had a gathering, it was another friend who lives there's birthday. 
But I think before that, it was just random day <laughs> that they decided to invite people over and and it was beautiful and it's beautiful every time. So yeah. Um, and those are the six things I want to run back over them. Um, one benefit of community. Number one is the things you have in common. Number two are the things you can learn from each other. Uh, three is collaboration. Four is the combination of types of communities that you can have, the types of people that you can have in those communities as well and how they can intersect. Number five is how you can help each other, how you can help them, how they can help you in times of need. Um, and number six is community refreshes and inspires. It pulls us out of our isolation when need, when need be um, and into a safe space to connect. Um, and if you're, you know, looking to find more community, I'll reiterate just like my previous, uh, video on YouTube before this podcast began, I did share, uh, that you can find community through online groups, especially if you're seeking recovery, if you're looking for like NA, AA, uh, ACA, you can find a lot of, uh, virtual meetings still, if you want to do that. There's in-person meetings now that COVID has lifted. I mean, depending on where you live, um, there is an app called Meetup where you can basically type in what your interests are or search for what your interests are. If it's baseball, if it's beer, whatever, and you can more than likely find a group of people oftentimes down to your age group as well, um, who are having events and you know the hosts um will typically charge some kind of a, a small or a monthly fee uh to continue to be a part of the group and stuff but it's it's typically uh affordable um but that's one that's one outlet you can also do uh facebook groups as well as i mentioned before in my video um that's another way to connect with people you typically probably have to join um sometimes groups are private and stuff but yeah you can find those, seek those out. Um, and definitely keep your mind open to going to new events. Like sometimes if you just try something new, you might meet someone. Like if you go out to try a new class for something, you might meet someone. Um, or uh, maybe a more expensive way to expand is, you know, if you go on a trip solo, you typically meet people who are solo on those trips and you can connect over traveling and over whatever is there to be excited about in that part of the world. Um, you can connect in uh, local spots like open mics where people are playing music and sharing poetry and things of that nature. Um, you can even go the friends party route, uh, friends party route like I, like I have um, a few times recently and connect with people there and extend your network um, through through that method that's kind of a chill way to expand your command expand your community and yeah I would just say keep your mind open again just to reiterate because you never know who you'll be able to connect with and how those connections might change your life or theirs or both of yours simultaneously for the better that's all I have for y'all. I'm so happy to be back. Um, 
again, look out for an episode two weeks from the release of this one. Um, I'll be out, uh, in the month of June in Denmark with my best friend. Um, so that's what I'll be doing, but you'll have the episodes nonetheless. Um, also just to quickly shout out my, uh, fifth meditation is called explore. It's going to be released on the 10th of June, um, which is nine days after the release of this episode. And June 10th is also my one year and 10 month sober anniversary, two months away from two years of sobriety, son. It's going to be crazy. So yeah, lots of cool things in the works, lots of cool things happening. Look out for the uh, meditation, look out for this episode and the second episode of the month of June that I'll be releasing two weeks later. And a final note to think about is what does community look like to you? Um, are you happy in your community? What are some things that you really enjoy about your community? What are some things that you really consider to be benefits? What are even some challenges that you have, um, being in, being a part of your various communities? Um, have you tried online groups like, uh, Facebook or online meetings or, uh, meetup apps to meet people? Have you tried going to new events or, or friends house parties or different gatherings to extend your network? Let me know or reach out to me. Um, I would love to hear your perspective and, and some of your own findings as always. Please, please, if you're not yet following me on social media under Destination Lavender, please do. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Holler at your girl. Uh, stay in contact. Um, I recently consolidated my Patreon tier to one tier. It's $5 a month where you will get access to updates about this podcast, as well as my original music, my song covers, paintings and any other creative thing that I do because I am a multi potentialite more on that word later until the next episode of June. Thank you for listening.